Welcome to the Gain, Grow, Retain podcast. Well, welcome to another episode of Gain, Grow, Retain. We've got Joe Huber, who is the customer community strategist at Sprout Social. Hopefully I got that right. And um, he's coming to us now from Chicago. So Joe, welcome. How's everything going for you today? Hey, things are great. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Awesome. Well, we always like to start with a fun question. Um, I've actually had a couple of interviews today and I'm trying to change up my question a little bit. So, <laughs> uh, so today we're going to go with, uh, it's about 4.45. Uh, so what are you preparing for dinner tonight? What are you and the family going to be eating for your, for your meal? So my wife is pregnant and uh, with that comes a lot of like crazy cravings and things like that. So we've had, so far this week, we've had nachos and um, from Taco Bell and we've had a couple other things, but tonight we have some beef ribs in the slow cooker that I've already seasoned. Those are set up. I'm making some mashed potatoes and she is going to make some corn. So that's oh. what's on, that's what's on, uh, that's what's on the menu for tonight. That is, uh, that's after my own heart. I, do, I got a, <laughs> um, I got a, uh, a slow cooker grill uh, about six or seven months ago. And I've been trying to use that thing all the time. So I can appreciate that. Uh, and I love it. Well, uh, Joe, we were chatting here right before this. And, you know, I think one of the, the things that we continue to see in our community is um, this, our customer success leaders kind of asking a lot of questions about com- community. Like, how does it fit into your one to many strategy? Uh, you know, how can you really kind of build up a community? And so uh, I think some of the early questions that we're getting um, are awesome to chat with you about today, because I'm sure you're going to have some, some good insights here. But um, for our customer success leaders out there right now, what I think one of the main questions that they're having is, you know, how can we present this back to the business um, and kind of present the case that, yes, we should invest time and energy into a community that it's actually going to pay kind of dividends back into our organization. Uh, so how, how do you look at that question? How does that kind of land on you? Yeah. So uh, we talked a little bit in the, in the intro and one of the things we didn't talk about is I used to do a lot more consulting work where I would actually talk to customer success organizations and spend time walking through for different SaaS businesses, how a community works, what it looks like, why you should invest in it. And kind of like, where does it fit into your strategy? Because there are different kinds of communities. We talked about this a little bit as well, where you were talking about the community that you're building being customer success leadership and people looking for that kind of stuff. But there are different kinds of uh, community spaces, right? And so you can have a community space for customers to converse with one another, just a, almost a purely social space. Um, you can have a place where people come and they talk about product questions, which is a very common one. That's, that's one that you see quite often as a support community. Um, but then there are very small communities where you could have insights communities where you have like 10 people and that's it. So when it comes to where does it fit in the business, it's where do you want it to fit in the business? That's, that's a question that you can, you can never truly answer it without more information. And it's one of those things that every single person listening to this, if you are a customer success leader, there's a community that's right for your organization. And the thing is, if you don't see it, you're not looking hard enough or you don't understand community and what it can actually do. And I love that because I think what I'm taking from, from that response too is, um, something that I think we tend to get ahead of ourselves at, which is thinking about the solution first, rather than even asking the questions to the customers or the, the folks you're trying to engage in the first place. Um, and so I think that might even be what I'm taking from that is like, how can we go into our customers and actually say, you know, is this going to be valuable in an experience that you would want or welcome um, and really try and maybe get, if you, I, I would imagine if you could get, get in and t- either talk to customers or survey them about this type of experience, you're probably going to get a wide range of customers from, you know, uh, some who pay us a little bit some to some who pay us a lot. There's going to be, you know, a cross section of people who answer that, right. You're going to get a cross section of uh, profiles who answer that as well. And so I think that maybe answering that question first might do two things, which is one, help you hone in on who the right target is for the community in the first place. And then two, the, maybe the actual strategy behind the community of like, what is this going to accomplish for us? 
Um, so even just starting with the, you know, asking them directly, you know, which I think is sometimes something that we just is right in front of us. And sometimes we forget to do because we always go to the solution first, but uh, is that, is that how you're thinking about that? Yeah. And, yeah. And not only like beyond that, I'm not naive enough to say like, Oh, you don't need goals. You can't have goals. You can't have a business impact. Your community has to drive something for the business. There's, there's, there's no two ways about it. No business is ever going to sign up for something without knowing that there is something it can do for the business. Now those goals might be nebulous. You might not be able to see them, but especially when you're talking about support communities, which is generally when you think of customer success organizations and customer success leaders, that's where they're, head goes when you start talking about community it's oh i can basically have free support that's basically where it goes for them and that's definitely a part of it but the biggest thing that they can also look at is those that retention rate and so it's in the name of your podcast right like this this the retained portion of a customer is not just the fact that you're offering them something or a place to talk with other customers it's a place where, that is adding value and you you tend to see some pretty drastic uh churn numbers especially when you when you first add that community about like three to six months down the road and it's if you start looking at things three six nine twelve months down the road and you give it time to grow and you build something that is effective and means something to the customer then you start to see numbers just absolutely catch fire yeah and i love the point you made in there because that is something i think we talk about a lot and i just um sometimes i think you know to your point it isn't the first place we go which is the community can be so much more than just a uh, free support, right? There is um, so much value to be gained. And I think going through this experience of building a community ourselves has like opened my eyes to this, but there is such a depth and um, a quality that you probably aren't looking at or seeing right now about when you connect peers to each other and they're learning together, they're engaging with one another, they're sharing with one another. There's like this different type of uh, mentality or uh, social contract that we kind of make with one another and uh, it starts to amplify on itself. And that's the piece that, um, I think we're starting to look at it a little bit differently because uh, now instead of just looking at it from, hey, we're going to spin up this community just for support, it's really like, hey, we're going to spin this community. And, and yes, there might be some benefits we get to peers, helping peers to solve some of our technical problems maybe or how they use the tool. But then there should be this added element of like they're connecting with one another and we're giving them that platform to uh, share best practices, look at you know templates or tools that they're using and how they can connect with one another, uh, subgroups that they might create. And there's so many different elements that start to add on to that that become um, associated with your brand just by kind of like the sheer fact of you helping the give them the platform to do that. And that's the part I think is to me starting to click more and more because that becomes really a part of your one to many strategy. Um, I think, you know, one thing that we're trying to get rid of in our vocabulary is this tech touch nomenclature for customer success, because that just inherently thinks, Oh, there's not gonna be any human involvement. We're just going to put somebody into an automated marketing automation track. And that largely is never going to be true. But if you think about it one to many, there's, you know, so many different ways that we can engage our customers and community is a part should be a part of that outside of just support. Yeah, absolutely. And it's one of the things you talked about there too, is it's not to say old marketing strategies are like things that like still exist in the marketing realm, customer marketing realm. Those don't go away. This is just an added thing. This is, it's not, Oh, now this is, this is the new thing. We don't do any of the old stuff that we used to do. We throw everything out. You're not getting rid of everything. All you're doing is you're adding a component. And what that component does and should be is going to be defined by what you need, not by, oh, here's what I think is going to happen. Um, and that's something, this is something I talk about a lot, which is the, the idea of when you build a community, like you, you're going to start out with like what you think it's going to be. Like you have to start with a hypothesis, but you have to be ready to change. 
And there's nothing in it's it's 2020 anyways where you you can't predict anything. <laughs> good good luck. But even taking that out of the equation and like taking all of the jokes out of this, the reality is that in community spaces you are agile. You have to be because the thing is is what they want today, what your customers say they want today. If you're building a custom community, if if what they say they want today is X. Tomorrow might be why you need to be ready to, to deliver on that or you're going to watch your engagement in your community crumble. Yeah, it, it really, I mean, largely we can look at launching the community as a product, right? Like we should be putting the product out into market. We should be getting feedback. We should be agile, moving, you know, changing things. Um, you know, we should have processes and ways to, that help us kind of keep the guardrails up. But that, I mean, inherently like, you know, it shouldn't be this rigid thing. And, and same, I'm, I'm just trying to draw the parallel. Like, you know, our product team should be talking with customers. They should be, you know, thinking about how, where's the product going in the next one, two, one year, two years, three years. And largely that can be, you know, thought of for the community as well. Like it can't just be this, um, hey, we put it out there and our customers should just use it, right? Like there has to be constant probing, um, asking questions and thinking about it as if it's its own product. So we should be surveying customers on a regular basis. We should be talking to them. Uh, we should be engaging them in, uh, mini, you know, many groups or cohorts and figuring out again, like I love this way you just put this, like what are the problems and challenges they're still trying to solve? And like, is the community still helping them solve those? Um, so I love that. That's, that's such a good point. Yeah. And if you have a healthy community, they will tell you, you really like, you won't like it in the first six, six months to a year, you're, it'll feel awkward because you feel like you might be asking a lot of questions. First of all, you're not because you're, you're just trying to get the right information. And if you're, if you just ask, people will generally tell you. Um, and that might be either polls, that might be Google forms, that might be forms in general. There might be some, some things that you're doing to get that feedback. But the thing is, is once it's up and running and it's healthy, they're just going to tell you, they're going to say, you know what, don't like that. And then the, once you know that, now you know, okay, not to do that again, or people will rave about something and then you know, like, hey, we're on the right track. This is the kind of stuff that we need to lean more into. Yeah. One other thing, and I'm curious how you think about this. We have, um, started to learn more and more as well that community means so much more than just a singular channel that we're connecting with our customers. So for us, we actually started our community based off of an, a one hour a week office hours call. And we had 40 people on the first call. Like literally that's how we started our community and it's grown now to 5,000 members. We've got an online portion. We have a podcast, right? There's so many elements that we've layered on. And so that's the other piece that I think um, sometimes can get missed is that um, you know, we think about maybe just buying software and Hey, that that's our community. And uh, I think you kind of have to take a little, little bit bigger look of like the, the big C, maybe like the big community. What does that mean? Uh, and what are all the elements that can tie into that? Because that, I think that becomes kind of the ethos and the, the brand experiences that your customers are going through that help to define what, what the community really means to them. And it's, I think it becomes much more than just a platform, right? There's, there's all these interactions, relationships that they make. Uh, we have phone calls, we have a podcast. There's so many different engagement channels these days that it just, again, I think sometimes what I've heard or seen in the market is sometimes we get singularly focused on, Hey, I just need a community manager just to manage this one platform. And then you start looking back and it's like, well, the one platform has now turned into five different modes of communication or different avenues that we're reaching our customers. Yeah. Well, you can also go the other way, right? Like what you started out with kind of like this insights community of 40 people, roughly just to get more, more feedback, more discussion and getting people to talk with one another. And it's grown into a peer community where you have over 5,000 people, right? So when you look at it from that regard, you went from like small to big, but some companies you're going to go from big to small. You're going to start out with, because let's say like, if you have a larger company, if you have, if you're a company that has a hundred thousand customers, it doesn't matter how your revenue, but you have 100,000 customers and you start out with, you know, 20,000 community members. You could do that, right? Like that's, it's not, it's not impossible. It's feasible. It's realistic, but you might look at that and your 20,000 customers might be just like 
It might be noise. It might not actually be helpful. So then what you can do is you can start to pare that down to community spaces that you have that you operate that are specific industries in your customer subset. And you might actually go the opposite direction of going from 40 to 5,000. You might go from 5,000 to 40. And that's fine too. When you think of community again, and it's this thing of, it's a word that gets thrown around a lot and it's kind of new, it's hot, it's a buzzword, but the reality is communities are a collection of people with a similar goal, right? Like you have to think about it in that term. So what that means for you is what is, what is a goal that we can align everyone in the community around this one thing? So for example, um, anyone that like, like professional communities that you can have at your business, you might say, we want everybody to get better at their job. That's, that's our goal. That's what we want to do. That's the point of the community. That's the purpose. Now you have a driver. You have a reason. You have a rationale. You have a purpose. Once you have that purpose, you can start to build. Until you have that purpose, all you are doing is trying to connect people to one another. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you want to start layering this back into your business, into your business goals, your business metrics, and finally, the impact it has on the business, until you have that purpose, you're not going to be able to get there. Yeah. Man, that, uh, I was literally getting lost in that for a minute. I, I like just <laughs> forgot my own train of thought because I was listening so intently. Um, but I, I love the, the point there too, which is sometimes we think of going from big to small as like a retraction. It's a bad thing, right? We're, we're getting smaller. But I like the, the way you're outlining it though, because it's like that might actually be solving more problems or that might actually be helping more customers than the 20,000 member community. And so like looking at the right metrics at the right times becomes a huge equation of that. Like are we actually looking at the impact, not at just the volume, right? Like how can we actually measure the impact? Obviously the business impact, but then even the impact to the customer directly. Like, do they feel like their responses, questions, discussions are getting answered and they're, you know, they're feeling the sense of community. So there's so many things that can go into that. Um, Man, that's that's such a good statement. I never thought about that before going, going the reverse way and actually it being a pot, like, you know, actually looking at it from a positive light Um, because, and then, and now that I'm thinking about it, it actually kind of ties back to my point earlier, right? When you're asking, when you're asking your customers if they want the community, if they, you know, if they're, if they're going to engage in that forum, like that's also a, a way for you to get to that too, where it's not all customers. You can't ever assume that all 100,000 customers in your example are going to be in the community engaging all the time. And that it's going to be like, you know, we, we crushed it out of the park and, you know, hundred percent is in there. And that's the, maybe that's the crux of the, the story there. Yeah. Anyone who, if anyone over like 50 customers, you're not going to get everyone in your community period. And that might not, that might not be your fault. It might be a technological limitation, right? Like if you run a Facebook group out of 50 people, 50 out of 50 aren't going to have Facebook. That's just statistics, right? Like you're not going to get there. So you're not going to have all of your people in Facebook. So it's not, it's not imperative that you get a hundred percent penetration. It's not about that. It's a, it's impact. It's all about, and, and, and I know we've talked about one to many, um, but one to many, I mean, even if that's 20 for some companies, that's a lot Yeah, and that's fine. And, and it, well, it also, um, it's kind of a, I don't know if euphemisms the right word, but it's also like a one-to-one, right? Because there, there, there could be one-to-one connections and things that are happening in the community, networking wise, discussion wise, topic wise that are one-to-one. And so it's actually kind of like a, like, yes, we, like you said, like, yes, we talk about it one-to-many and it could be doing these things, but it also is like, Hey, they're, they're making connections that are actually real. It's not like a you know, we're having a webinar for 10,000 people. Like we're, you know, they're actually having discussions and, um, and threads around that. Yeah. The, um, one topic maybe to hit on there a little bit is just this sense of metrics and how you're measuring kind of impact and what, how can you kind of get to the quality or the depth that you're looking for? I think this is where the the challenge comes in, right? So how, how have you done that in your careers? Is there, you know, ways that you're looking at like 
you know, at this stage of our community or, you know, there's certain metrics and as you scale up or scale down like that, those yeah. metrics change or are they largely the same? How do you, how do you think about that question? No, they're never the same. Um, the, the, the first thing I would say here is this is, this is one of those big, it depends answers. Um, yep. you, you can't, you, you literally cannot ever just say to someone, Oh, here are the metrics you look at and it's done. You're done. Um, it also depends on what's the data you're collecting today. Like, what are you, what are you, what are you collecting? What do you have access to? How do you like, because the thing is, if you say, well, we want this to impact our churn numbers, how do you know? How are you going to be able to track that moving forward? And so it's kind of, whenever I think of community, I always think of it in terms of the, the, the community metrics that you, at which you should look, should always layer back to business impact business goals, right? So like if, you're, if your number one goal at your company is churn, or it's, maybe it's not churn, maybe you're looking at like net dollar retention, maybe you're looking at something where you can have, like, like where you want to grow your customer base. Maybe you don't, uh, maybe you're using community at like the top end of your new business funnel. So maybe you're saying like, well, our biggest goal is, is incoming revenue from new business. It's really got nothing to do with customer success. So it's kind of like, where are you sitting with your goals? And what is the, what is the point of you trying to build this community space? Right. And it's, it's, whenever I talk about communities, I generally say community spaces and mostly because you're not going to have just one community. You're going to have community spaces. You might build your own community um, your own branded community space. You might have a Facebook group space. You might have a Slack space. So like there's different things that you can do to kind of build that community uh, into your, into your actual customer success plans. But when it comes to your business goals, what are those? So just to, just to give you more actionable things for your customers, if you are a, if you're brand new to community spaces, you've never done it, you're putting someone in the role that has no, has no experience with it. What you're, what it like, Look at your goal. What do you want to do? Do you want that to be membership drive? So that's a metric, right? Like that's what we're going to start at. And we can yep. say like, yeah, like let's, let's, let's start by trying to drive volume. And let's try to go from, you know, 10 to 50 to 100 to 200. And like over time, you're growing and growing and growing. And like you kind of do that. One of the misnomers, and this is something that I would let people know as well, is typically you're not going to see community growth grow exponentially. So you still see those trickles in. So like, if it's not like the thing of, it's not a pyramid scheme. So you're not going to have like one and they're going to invite two people and they'll invite two people and they'll invite two people. <laughs> you don't tend to see that like exponential growth. You start to see those trickles um, kind of come in. So, so understand what your baselines are and, and map to that. Um, the other thing is looking at what you're doing uh, even if there, even if people aren't asking for this, start to try and track and monitor um, what you're doing. So for example, if you have a branded community space, you might be able to see how many posts per month are coming in, how many posts you're answering per month versus what's getting answered by customers. So like closed percentages. So who's answering questions? Is it you doing all the answering or customers answering some of those questions? Um, the other thing is uh, note where people are asking questions and what kinds of questions are being asked. So product questions, support questions. Is it product requests? Are people asking to talk to someone about growth? Is there a specific product getting asked about? So if you have a SaaS platform, most of the most SaaS platforms aren't just one single tool. It's a it's an offering, right? Or it yep. can be a, about a specific thing, a feature that's driving business, and you're able to start looking at that from your community space perspective as well, saying what kinds of questions are getting asked, what's getting asked about. Um, but then also for, for your product teams, this is why community impacts literally every uh, team on a business is your, your product team can look at this and say, okay, maybe we need to do uh, thing X instead of thing Y. Like our product is doing this thing today that people just hate. Maybe we should look at changing that and then it can impact the product itself. Um, and then the last thing is, um, in terms of like what metrics you should be looking at, you should also be looking at and paying very close attention to any of the business metrics 
that are happening. Because part of your job in community and part of your job as a customer success leader is to take the business goal and realize the correlation, the connection, right? So like today, it could just be when people join your community, six months after they have a, a higher percentage of retainment than another non-community member. But then it, again, then it becomes like, where are you building your spaces? How are you getting that data? What data is getting collected? Super yeah. long-winded way of saying it depends, but there are very specific things at which you can look dependent on what you're building and what your business is trying to do. Yeah. But I mean, you threw out some good examples though. Like I love the example of like uh, percentage of who's answering what, you know, trying to get an understanding of kind of uh, is the is the community almost like self-sustaining in a way? Uh, not that it can ever be fully, but right. Sure. Like is, is, is there enough engagement from other members that we can actually, you know, we don't have to uh, be manning at 24 seven, right. There's going to be some other interactions that we can rely upon. Um, I think the other interesting one there too, was the, the whole idea that this kind of, I, um, so I used to work in digital marketing for close to 10 years of my life. And you know, the whole idea around attribution, post-click, post-impression, right. Like that whole equation is so hard for marketers to try and get. And I feel like it's the same thing in a lot of other areas of business. And to me, just like you mentioned, right. There's, there's going to be such a hard uh, time for us tying directly this customer, you know, join the community and then uh, they had an upsell and, you know, we, we contributed to that and it's going to be really hard. But if you can at least piece the story together about how um, it's contributing to the positive effect of that experience and then also just think about what are the dollars that we influenced, uh, whether it's a renewal or whether that, just like you said, if we can actually look at, hey, you know, members who are joining are X times more likely to renew or uh, I think there's all these little things. Again, it, it won't answer the question fully and you're never going to be able to walk into your board, board meeting or your, to your executive level and say, we, you know, drove like hard dollars. I drove, you know, millions of dollars for this through the community. Um, but again, I think at least trying to be self-aware that there are going to be some different stories that we're going to have to tell um, with the data in the right ways um, in order to show impact. Uh, and I think that's the, the takeaway for me there. Yeah. Well, one of the things too is actually, so I'm going to pump up your company. We like higher logic and uh, companies like you who have these community spaces uh, for sale. But one of the key reasons you build your own branded community isn't just so you can throw your name on something and get people to come to a new spot. Part of it is like you're building something that people want to come to and it gives real value back into your organization. But the other thing is with a company like a higher logic, you can tap into Salesforce, right? And you can look at like your Salesforce data. You can, if you have a CRM, higher logic generally taps into that. You can integrate into that and start to like layer the data that people are giving you based on questions, based on posts, based on comments. That's the filters back into your CRM. And what you can then do is now you're not, now you're not making guesses at what's happening on the business end because your CRM is catching that. And now a, a company like a higher logic takes that data and feeds it back into your CRM. Now you can pull real data and it's no longer this thing of, well, we think people who join our community spaces tend to renew more. No, we know they do, or we know they don't. Why not? And then you can start asking yourself a million other questions. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, one of the things that we're, we're trying to do now is um, we are trying to get more of a, a representation of our accounts and our relationships and, and contacts that we have and so one of those, the, one of those projects that is kind of along those lines, we're trying to make sure we can get the right data from our community where our customers are interacting back into our account records and our contact records to actually show some of that activity so that we can see, you know, hey, you know, have they logged in? Is it, you know, how often, what kinds of topics are they talking about? Like we have all this robust uh, data. And so if we can actually write that, that back into some of our core systems like Salesforce, you know, it's going to get us access to that data in, in many ways that are going to be so helpful to, just like you said, just the relevancy and kind of driving 
uh, back into this notion that we're driving value and it's actually something that they care about. They're talking about these things already. Uh, so I love that example that you just gave there. Um, one, maybe one last area here to explore that um, has been interesting um, for me as we've kind of gone in this community aspect and community space as well is um, just, we mentioned the data, we mentioned, uh, you know, the fact of like business outcomes. How, how have you seen maybe organizations get, get kind of a groundswell internally to help you know, actually be engaged in the community from our corporation side or from our, you know, from our side of things, not from the customer, but from, you know, our people and product or our marketing team. Like what are some of the ways maybe that you've seen that you can get your team members engaged and excited to interact with our customers uh, in the community spaces that we, that we build? Yeah. So the first thing just is you'll never succeed unless someone is hyper passionate about it. Like the end. Just if you and everyone at your company is like, yeah, this is a good idea. I enjoy this. I would like to see this happen. If that's how you're, if that's your reaction and your reaction isn't, oh man, we've got a chance. We've got a shot here. This is, oh boy. Like, and, and not, it doesn't have to be everybody. Not everybody has to be excited and Jack. One person does though. And if you don't have that one person, stop right now, table it. Don't worry about community. Just wait until you can get somebody who's super pumped. Because if everyone in your company is like just vanilla on it, then it's not going to work. And so that said, it's this thing of once you finally have that person who's excited and you finally have that person who understands it, gets it, knows about it. And you don't have to be perfect, right? Like it could be someone who's younger in their career, but has a passion for connecting people. And it's very obvious that that, that driving connection is a big, a big goal for them, a big thing that makes them excited and makes them happy. Then once you have that person, go on a roadshow. Once you have, once you have the, the, the person, the plan in place, go on a roadshow, start talking to teams, go to your product team, talk to them. How is this going to help me? Right? Because like, that's the thing is they don't, it's not fair to say, and I, I work like, I work at a very wonderful organization where everybody does feel like on the same uh, side, everybody has the same goals. We're all excited. We want to help our customers, but I've done, I've done consulting at companies where that's not the case. They don't care. And the thing is what you're talking about means more work for me. So I don't want to do it. And it's like, well, it's more work for you up front, but then six months down the road, it saves you a bunch of time. Don't care more work right now. And it's that thing of like, once you can get people excited about you, cause it's, it's, it's having a lot of small conversations internally. That's where you're going to get people excited about this. And it's, how do I make this better for you? How do I make your life better? Now, the thing is, most of the time, like it's not this, that's such a small percentage and that's, that's not fair of me to say that that happens often. But it's like most of the time, like when you say to someone, hey, I'm going to make your life easier by doing this thing. Most people are like, okay, I'm interested. But it's, it's having those conversations a lot with a lot of people inside your organization and just having that conversation over and over and over and over and going to see the customer success team that does small business, the customer success team that does enterprise, the customer success team that does agencies, the product team that works on product A, the product team that does product B. And then by the time you're done, you've seen everyone in the company and you'll probably have to do it again and again and again. So it's never, it's never ending. And the thing is, is even when you have a lot of support and a big groundswell, the thing is, is you still have to keep that going. And so it never ends. The thing with community work, every single aspect of it is cyclical. And never ends. So just get used to talking about community a lot and get ready and get ready to have conversations with people about, again, how is it going to help make their life better? Yeah. And we have, uh, I love, love that. Cause right. You have to make it the fabric of the organization. Like you have to make it a fabric of the culture that, Hey, one, this is one way that we help our customers and we engage with them. And it, it is an important way. And like, 
this is a way that actually our entire company can, can get involved because, you know, you don't have to be a customer facing person in order to go engage in the community and answer some questions or, you know, uh, seed some ideas or whatever you want to do. So, so that's the other reason I really like, um, if you can, like, just like you said, if you can position it in the right way, you kind of have to go have the right conversations, but if you can get the entire team around it, then now you've kind of taken the, the shield down from some people who are uh, kind of back of the house, so to speak, that don't really get to engage with customers. You can say, Hey, this is like, we are opening up a huge opportunity. And um, like the fact that you raised your hand and wanted to do this, like, that's awesome. Now you get to see a little bit, you know, kind of touch and feel a little bit closer to the customer than maybe you've, you've been used to in the past. And that's, that's what I think can be really cool and empowering is that you're um, around the organization. You can kind of build, you know, more, you can build more customer interactions and engagement outside of just your customer facing teams. Um, and again, you kind of have to have the right guardrails in place and make sure, you know, that we're answering questions the right way. There's gotta be some protocols I'm sure that you have to put in place, but uh, just the sheer fact of doing that, I think would be a, a huge win. Absolutely. Um, awesome. Well, we always like to, to close these, kind of get towards the end. And uh, one of our things is always trying to be action oriented for our audience. And so uh, the one question we like to ask our members is uh, if you had to give some advice to one of our customer success leaders that they could try and go implement tomorrow or within a week, we'll say, we'll give you a week. Um, but what is one thing that you feel like they can just go do that's really actionable and just, you know, can, they can just take away from this discussion today? You can do it right now. And that's uh, take the data that you have, uh, share that out and let people know why it's important to them. So for example, if you're a customer success leader uh, right now, you, if you have community metrics, if you're a community manager and you work in the marketing department, take whatever it is, take the metrics that you have, start sharing it to other people um, up up your ladder to, and then saying to them, here are the metrics we have, here's why they're important. Um, and then kind of explain it to them and then just start letting people know, Hey, here are some of the things that like we're looking at and here's some of the things we're tracking. And then the last, uh, the last part about this is if you don't do this already, let's say you're not tracking things or you're just getting started with your community space. Um, and you still haven't figured out exactly like what metrics you're going to do. The thing, my, my first thing would be find that business impact metric that you can drive to and start tying everything you do to that. Yeah. Two good ones. And uh, one point I would add about, you know, not being shy about sharing those metrics is uh, the the discussion is the best part that you can create out of that. So maybe you don't have the perfect metrics that you, that you want right now, or maybe, you know, there's things that you want to go get. But to your point, if you can at least just share out what you have and explain why it's important right now or what we have, I think what is more important is the discussion it can open up with your team internally that says, hey, are those the right things we want to be measuring? Is mm -hmm. that tied to the business objective? And I think it, the discussion is the more almost the, the most important part you get out of that sharing um, is that you can then start to get people to buy in, to think about this, to start asking questions themselves about what we're measuring. So I love that example a lot. Uh, perfect. Joe, where can people find you if they're interested in, in connecting with you, learning about content you might have or, you know, things that you're putting out, where's, where's a good place for them to come find you? Yeah, so I just, I just stopped doing the Chicago customer success podcast. It still lives. I handed it off to someone else. So chicagocspodcast.com still exists. I'm going to be launching a new venture, a newer podcast and uh, content stream probably in 2021. But again, my wife's pregnant, so I don't know what 2021 holds. So I hear babies take a lot of time and effort. Uh, Twitter, twitter.com slash Joseph P. Huber. I'm at Joseph P. Huber on Twitter. Um, and then the last thing is, if you ever need a professional voice, you can always find me at jphuberbervoice.com and you could get these dulcet tones backing up any of your audio video projects. 
I love it. And uh, I, I can attest to you, you know, you gave me a, a peek yeah. behind the curtain of uh, not only just this this voice, but some other voices that yes. you've got. So, uh, Joe, I enjoyed this. I'm excited to, to put this out and hopefully, um, you know, talk to you again. I think you've got some good, good insights to share and uh, hopefully our audience enjoys this. So um, until we talk again, we appreciate the time. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Hey, guys, thanks so much for taking the time to listen to the Gain, Grow, Retain podcast. If you liked what you heard, please take a moment and share the podcast with your friends and colleagues and subscribe. We really appreciate it. Talk to you soon.